Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Mario and you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. We've got a lot of things going on today, but before mm -hmm. we do any of that, I just have to uh, say some quick things here. You know, all love and respect to Vogue, but they messed up because they needed number 41. Okay. Tasha didn't get her invite. <laughs> Hopefully that gets fixed next time. Right. Um, she actually was the one who recommended Louis let her let his hair down. That's why we got those Brazil pictures. So make sure you say thank you to her. And she is your favorite thumbnail maker, favorite thumbnail maker. Okay. <laughs> so give her her flowers. It's the one and only, the best co-host anyone could ever ask for. It's Tasha. Thank you very much for... <laughs> We got to get a soundboard. <laughs> we really do. And I actually have a thing to do it, but I, do I, I keep saying we do and I don't. Right, right, right. Um, right. We do that. We'll get on that for next for next season. Girl, <laughs> girl, are you going to open an art gallery of thumbnails? Because like people I love should. those. I, you should. I, had no, I honestly had no intention of ever becoming a <laughs> thumbnail designer. So yeah. I've, I've found through F1, I have found my calling apparently. So I'm very excited that people the, are <laughs> excited about them. The list of videos when you go to Quick Club, it's just yeah. Fire. Isn't it so like satisfying? Like how like mm, like it's yeah. So, so they're Clean. so consistent yeah. too. Yeah. Like they're very different, but they're very alike. Like yeah. the motif is clear. It's just like all of so us. You know, we're all different, but we're all alike on the inside. Yeah. You hit it. Right. Yeah. So so. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, Tasha. <laughs> This is going to be a difficult show to do because yeah. there's really nothing to talk about, huh? Yeah, I know. It's been a really boring week in Formula One. So boring. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we came this down off a great high, you know, yeah. and now we're just in the dumps. This, yeah. week, this week has been <laughs> enough material for like three of these episodes. Yeah. And that is why we're jumping right into it. <laughs> a lot has happened. No we brought time topics. To Let's just dive right into the yeah. first one. What do you yeah. got for us, Tasha? Um, well, it's not really... I mean, this is just kind of like more fun for me. I feel like... We're at the point where I feel like as we learn more and more people are kind of aware that Lewis was going to Ferrari. It's like, damn, who didn't know? Right. So Gasly came out and said that he knew about the transfer um, of Lewis going to Ferrari. And then of all people, Joe Guan Yu also <laughs> said that he became aware that Lewis was going to Ferrari, which, you know, never saw that coming. However, they share management, Mark Hines. Yeah. And so um, I guess when... Uh, Joe was starting to see like rumors kind of pick up. He texted him and then he, he was able to get confirmation like hours ahead of everybody else knowing. So it's just like crazy to me. I'm just like Toto Wolf really was like the last person to the know. Maybe yeah. the only person. Hey, I don't want to. I Hey, I don't want to start drama. Right. But possibilities that Susie and Jack knew. Right. Jack Toto definitely did. knew. Jack knew. For like sure. Jack got yeah. the call from Lewis. Yeah. Like for sure. Um. I need to say something. Mm. Apparently, Pierre Gasly and Lewis Hamilton are out there playing computer games. <laughs> Guys, I play computer games too. Right. Invite, Invite you, me. Yeah. I will play computer games. I don't know what computer games you play. I'm sorry <laughs> to say it that way, but it just killed me because I read the article and yeah. it said they play computer games. And I just haven't <laughs> seen anyone refer to games as computer games. Right. Like the 90s. Right. Like when we were games. actually in like computer lab, like actually I'm playing computer like, games. Yeah. Look, if it's Fortnite, guys, I'll drop in with you. If it's Call of Duty, <laughs> I'll drop in. Right. Let me in. Right. Let me in. But, <laughs> but I love the Joe. I love, because like Joe is like, 
I got to tap into my connections. Right. Like, I need to know. He's like, like I, I got a friend of a friend. I'm, I'm going to just ask him real quick. Of all the people, though. I mean, like, I get it, though. Like, it's like Joe, Pierre, Charles, who I'm sure told everybody. Like, I just yeah. I just know that that man told everybody. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, all the cool kids knew. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you needed to know, you knew, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, A video popped up of Pierre Gasly uh, being interviewed and talking about fashion in the paddock mm-hmm. and and how much Lewis has done to move that forward and everything. Yeah. And you can really see the glimmer in his eyes when he talks about Lewis. Yeah. I wonder if, and, and then also Charles Leclerc and Gasly, good friends, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Charles Leclerc? Hey, Pierre. Hey, Pierre. <laughs> hey, hey. Who's going to be my teammate in 2025? I bet you can't guess. But you <laughs> Pierre can't was guess, like Lewis, yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn, how'd you know? <laughs> how'd you know, man? Everybody knows, Charles. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, I really, um, you mentioned Charles, Joe, and Pierre. Almost feels like those three are like the not the followers, literally, but like the disciples of Lewis. Yeah, like sort of like I hate to mention it, but like Kanye is like the rappers of today are kind of like the disciples of Kanye in a way of old Kanye, not new Kanye. Mm-hmm. But like it really feels like uh, these guys are very. I mean, they look up to Lewis in the fashion stuff alone with all that Lewis has done for the fashion because those three are very fashionable gentlemen as well. Absolutely, so. yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> I was not familiar. I know you were, but I was not familiar that Pierre Gasly was the president of Team LH. I was not CEO, familiar. absolutely. Yeah, COO. Come on the podcast, Pierre. You'll fit yeah. right in. You'll fit oh, right in. Yeah. Pierre, yeah. Pierre, we are not ever, no matter how much I love Lewis, like Pierre loves him more. It's just it's, we're never going to be able to compete and with that man. So it's a it's a yeah. tough level. It's a, you know it's a tough when you're you have to get to that maturity level mm-hmm. where you have to admit those difficult things. You know, right? I just, I just want you to know that I'm really proud of you. For... Oh no no no! It's like real, recognize real. Like you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, like I'm not okay. going to encroach game on this game. man's exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> like Pierre, I, I was not familiar. Yeah, like I, was... I love him. I love him. Yeah, I love that for him. Wishing yeah. you all the best, Pierre. All the best. Mm-hmm. As long as you finish <laughs> behind Lewis in the races. Um, <sighs> next up, yeah. we have some very good news, which is that the F1 Academy have announces that they're going, there is going to be a super license point system. I just want to read real quick that the top five finishers will be awarded points. And then there's a total of 10 points to the championship winning driver. Seven for the runner-up, five, three, and one. The minimum requirement to race an F1 is 40 super license points. Mm -hmm. I just want to read that to get it correct. But, Tasha, super encouraging stuff, no? That they are, like, building upon F1 Academy. They are adding the super license points. Recently, they added the two years uh, max that you can be in F1 Academy so that more more, uh, women can get an opportunity. Uh, what do you think about the new changes to the F1 Academy? You I'm like feeling them? it. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited that we're yep. seeing more development um, actually being made for F1 Academy, so that it actually does sort of like help their careers and mean something. I also loved hearing that they're going to be having wildcard entries, which is pretty cool. That means like you know, uh, people who aren't necessarily a part of the ca- of the academy actually will yep. get a chance to race. Um, and just kind of, again, just like opens it up for, for more potential. So yeah, for me, I just feel like it's, it's a win. 
And I'm excited that we're going to, I don't know, get a cool season ahead. So, yeah. After Max Verstappen clinched his championship, every car, every, we should have just filled his seat with a wild card every race. Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. Everybody just take turns driving his car. Yeah, just take a break, Max. Mm -hmm. Just let other people have fun too. (laughs) Um, I saw, I saw uh, F4 UAE results. Mm -hmm. Dorian Pin is killing. So F1 Academy uh, is going to be tough to beat her. It looks yeah. like it's going to be really tough. It's, it's going to yeah. be, it looks like she's the one to beat yeah. in F1 Academy for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but like, just like you said, I, I, I love that they're putting more, more into it. And I think with Susie Wolf being so involved, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get complacent at any point. I do think they'll, they'll keep building upon it. Like obviously yeah. things take time, but it does feel like they'll just keep building on it. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, speaking of building, we saw some new cars this week oh! and liveries. <laughs> oh, that's, you, oh, I'm sorry. That's so professional. Why are you like this? <laughs> um, what do you so, mean? <laughs> I would just be supportive. <laughs> um, so we got some like livery and car launches this this past like week yep. um, from Haas, Williams, Sauber slash Kick. Alpine, RB, I said that right. I was going to say Red Bull. Um, and then McLaren. No, no, no. RB, RB doesn't, yeah. doesn't stand for Red Bull. No, I know. So I'm like, what that. does no. this stand for? Um, so yeah, we, we got like a combination of like car yeah. launches and livery launches. Do you have any like off the top of your head that kind of like are your faves or what are your thoughts? I promise this is a safe space. <laughs> Do you promise? This yeah. is just you and me, right? Nobody else, nobody else is watching this, right? right. It's just you and me. Just you and me. Our personal private space that we just have us. right now. No one else is listening. Yeah. Just us. Mm-hmm. V-carb does it for me. Yeah. Look, Ew, V-carb I don't, sounds I, like a threat. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. V-carb <laughs> sounds like the bad type of carbohydrates. Like you need to stay away from the V-carbs, guys. The show is brought to you by V-carb. Yeah. <laughs> V-carbs will really like mess you up. So you got to really, when you're counting macros, make sure to count V. Carbs as well. Sorry, I really continue. like that blue, and, and yeah, I'm sorry to say this because I'm literally stealing it from you because you said the same thing basically. Yeah. But I really like the blue on the yeah. V Carb car. Um, too many logo, too many sponsors and logos and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is part of the sport. The the other one, I'm I'm kind of conflicted with the uh, Stake F1 team because mm-hmm. gut reaction is that neon green is is too much and it doesn't right. fit. But I respect that it is so different. It is right. a very, it, I feel like it's a new color, stands out. It's not going to be hard to spot compared to other cars. Um, <laughs> so I don't like the green, but I understand like they were trying to be yeah. different. What about you? I'm feeling- Any favorite so far? Where's the paint? You know what I'm saying? Like, are <laughs> we in the a cars. cost of paint not crisis? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm not mad at the carbon fiber. I'm. So, I love black. You know what I mean? Like, I give me a black car, murder it out, whatever. But like, a there is car, just something black card. Every know? black carb, B carb. Um, you know what I mean? But like, it's just something about the fact that like none of these cars are starting. They're all starting to like kind of look alike. Yeah. You know, and and have very few differences in between them. Um, yeah, I just, I like you, the, the RB car, the visa team, they, their car really stood out to me. I'm not calling it V car, but I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just never, it's just, just never happening. Um, Can we call them tap to pay? 
<laughs> like, I'm not going to. No, I saw, I saw someone put a steering wheel, a picture of the steering wheel. Yeah. And it was and on the screen of the steering wheel, it was tap to pay. <laughs> like, that's basically. That's how you turn on the car. I mean, because even if, like, if you look at the, uh, like, the, the, the suits, the race suits. Visa's like the most gigantic logo on there. The, the most gigantic logo mm-hmm. on the car. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you just call the team Visa. So that's what I will be calling them. Yeah. That's what I will, how I will refer to them. But yeah, I like the color theme. I know it's like kind of a throwback to the Tuarasso car. Oh, yeah. It looks phenomenal. I also just kind of like hate the logo placements. Like, mm-hmm. the it's just so like big and gaudy and annoying. So um, but my other favorite, my second favorite was actually the Williams. I just love the blue. I like the blue. The blue is definitely like just a nice color for me yeah. that I'm really enjoying. I can't wait to see them both in the sunlight. Uh, other than that, oh, that's like... A, that's a great... No, that's yeah. a great point. That's a great point. They're going to look, look so pretty, pretty. Yeah. in the sunlight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But the other ones, I'm fucking disappointed. I'm sorry. Like, put some paint on this car. Do on you have cars. a most disappointed... Um, I think Haas for me. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. okay. <laughs> like... You know, like it's giving mm-hmm. nothing, you know, it's, it's like if you guys the, don't well, care Haas, about it's hot. So that so that yeah. lines up with their vision and their mission. It gives yeah. nothing. You know? I just, yeah, I'm just like saying I'm just like, if you guys don't care, why should I care type of thing? So like, that's how I feel um, about th- that whole thing. Kick is not bad. I do like the green. I just wish that the black, if it was going to be black, was just like paint, not like carbon fiber, because mm-hmm. it looks kind of unfinished and then i don't love the mclaren like i'm not feeling this diagonal stripe situation that they're doing like it just on feels very like on the suit but also on the car like they're yeah. they've added like this big diagonal mm-hmm. i don't know i don't like it so D- don't worry about it mclaren d- don't you worry about it because mclaren's gonna run out of space in that car and you won't be able to see anything but logos <laughs> right. you know literally anything but it's gonna be yeah. just logos the whole thing which by the way mclaren respect yeah. man i don't know how you do it Zach brown but you've got all sponsors yeah. You got locked up all the sponsors. Right. All the Good sponsors. Yeah. So um, I don't know. That's how I feel. I, I kind of like to make me feel sad. I yeah. feel lied to. Yeah. By too. Alpine. Oh, yeah. Where's that pink camo? Oh, the camo. That's yeah. It. There you go. There you go. They're liars. They're liars. <laughs> and they're thieves. They they stole my heart. Yeah. The the, the lack of camo. The lack of any. Lack. I mean, it's it's giving like the lack you know, of camo was disappointing. Yeah, it's like giving Microsoft Duh. graphics. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I was going to do like five bullet points for your intro today. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, nah, you got to keep consistent three. One of the things <laughs> that I was going to say, and I believe this, mm-hmm. Pasha, to my core, I mm-hmm. am not being nice. You would have designed a better livery. Could you imagine though? Like the like, little honestly, thing happening? Think you would have, mm-hmm. I need you in the future. when you You're got onto some something, time. yeah. Yeah. When you got some extra time, Tasha, I need you to make a livery. Because <laughs> I am sure as heck you will make a better livery than what we've got I right feel now. like I would get fired because I'm like, I'm not putting that logo there. And they're like, but Tasha, they paid for that placement. No, 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 but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. It artistically doesn't make sense with my vision. So that's not happening. Yeah. No, when you say that, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. It artistically no. doesn't line up with my vision. They'll be right. like, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but knowing them, they probably like promote me to like chief designer or something. They'll be like, I like how you talk back to us. Thanks. Yeah. Nah, yeah. as long as you don't put, as long as your car is in 90% carbon yeah. fiber, I think you're already starting yeah, at a, ahead, out of of, game. At, ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, I saw the, they were leaked, I think yesterday, the race suits for a Ferrari. Yeah. I, did you see those? I did. I did. I like the yellow accents on it. I do too. The yellow yeah. for me is not the issue. It's the white. 
I don't like the fireproofs and I don't like, I don't know why it's just the, the white, the stark contrast between the red and the yellow and then just like white is just so not feeling it. So, and that's the one that yeah. goes under, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's under yeah, the suit, yeah. Because it's hideous. I hate it. Like, it's hideous. Yeah, I need them to get this out like- of their system before Lewis gets there because he cannot be wearing, like, he can't be out here looking crazy. You know what else they need to mm-hmm. get out of their system before Lewis shows up? That Celsius sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 But you, you know what they do need to keep. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I was gonna say what they do need to keep though is who's ever doing their their content creation because their teaser for their upcoming launch is phenomenal. It was no, basically no. like they fired up the was it the SF twenty four that's gonna be the new car. They fired it up, but it's like cinematic. It's got like the Marinello scenery in the background, just like it's loud, crazy. aggressive sexy sounding like it's beautiful so it's a great keep the content video. creation yeah. team throw away the suit designer and i think we'll be good oh well, uh, while yeah. we talk about content the uh the <laughs> one i really liked was uh alpine doing the umbrella thing it was a video of pierre gasly and he had an umbrella oh, yeah. and he, he's dressed in like <laughs> civilian clothes and then he opens the umbrella yeah. and then he's i feel like alpine that's very alpine those yeah. little transitions to like dressed one way and now you're dressed another way. They yeah. love that shit over there. Somebody they said love. somebody said that it looked like a gender reveal. Yeah. <laughs> if the gender was an F1 driver. <laughs> it absolutely it absolutely has that energy. Yeah, it really did though. Yeah. I was like, okay, Pierre. <laughs> oh, we also saw during the during the launch, uh mm-hmm. Mick Schumacher was there. Yes. Yeah, he's joining the yeah. World Endurance Championship team. Yes. I'm excited but, for him. Yeah, he looked he looked cool. He looked he really did. cool there. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently he's keeping the Mercedes. Like he's also a Mercedes reserve driver for F1. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He's going to keep his reserve role at Mercedes, but he'll be doing the WEC driving uh, with Alpine. WEC. WEC yeah. is close to... WEC <laughs> makes me think of WAP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited for him. I, he hasn't really gotten a chance to race or anything in the past like yeah. couple of years. So this is an opportunity for him to, you know, just get that out of his system, hopefully. So, well, not out of his system, but, you know, do something mm-hmm. that he actually has been wanting to do. And, yeah, excited that he kind of still gets to keep get his out of the Mercedes. Sim. Yeah, get a little fresh air. Get fresh air, touch <laughs> some know? grass, you know. Everybody <laughs> needs that sometimes. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I'll say of race suits, the because you mentioned the RB one, mm. uh, I find it, I find two things funny. Yeah, the Hugo on the leg, huge, yeah, huge ass Hugo on the leg. Uh, uh, like not the for sponsors me. are competing. Like who? What is this team? Like I just I don't know. It's crazy. The other thing is <laughs> the actual team name, mm-hmm. which is on their chest, small as hell. It's all. It's almost clear color. Like it's all you can right. barely see it. <laughs> and then you got that blue for Visa and that red for mm-hmm. Hugo. And then the the freaking team name you can yeah. barely see. The RB. Like, yeah, that's what I, I don't know. They they give me a headache. Everything about that team is like the livery, great, great gowns, beautiful gowns. But everything else, I'm just like this is just as shady as everything else <laughs> that they've been, you know, feeding us. And I just can't believe that they have like this this suit that's just straight up like full of gigantic competing sponsors. Like there's no hierarchy, no nothing. It's just vibes and it's ugly. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not great, but I did, I did, I I am uh, heavily consuming Yuki and Danny content. 
Yeah. I really, I really Particularly like heavy on the Yuki. Yeah. He looks great yeah. at the launch. Then the Hugo jacket. Love he that. Yeah. He's so he, handsome. He's he great. Is. He really is. He I'm really so happy is. that they actually are going to be able to hopefully, I mean, we'll see, but hopefully yeah. be able to express themselves a little bit more fashion wise. Cause I do feel like Yuki, like he's been held back and I'm just happy that, you know, held back by that brand that you love. Oh my God. <laughs> The H&M gold label, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I cannot, you know, like give them, give him some expression, like some, some room to like express himself. And I feel like he'll do a good job. So I would say the fit for the, uh, the fit that he had the day of the reveal is already better than anything I've seen him in yeah. during like the regular season. Yeah. He looked great. I'm he excited. Does. Yeah. It, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we also saw that Stake is going through some identity. Like Stake is still going through a, an identity crisis. Yeah, they like they have not quit the identity crisis thing. Yeah, they're still going through it. They're they're really going through it. Um, <laughs> they are. Uh, sure. What do you want to say about this? Because it's like. I don't know. Like they're gonna. We talked about when we did talk about that they can't use the name in certain races, and that was the that was the case last year as well. There were four mm-hmm. races that they couldn't use the name because it's uh, gambling is illegal in those places, so you can't be right. a proponent of gambling. And their stake uh, team is basically uh, gambling sort of situation. Uh, so I I don't think we were surprised by the fact that they're having some issues with the name. Um, but do any thoughts or maybe elaboration better than I just well, <laughs> So basically, the, I mean, the big thing, the funny, not funny, but kind of funny, is that this kind is a funny. Swiss team yeah. and they can't use their main sponsor in Switzerland. <laughs> so it's like, um, make it make sense, when baby. you guys were filing paperwork, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you ever maybe think to like, you know, cross all these t's dot these i's because that's kind of a big like either it was an oversight or it was just like we're gonna do it and whatever happens happens type of thing um but basically this past week they're um (laughs) they were it's all funny it's all funny i can't stop (laughs) laughing nothing about this nothing about any of this is serious um so they took it down off the website they took uh the logo down off of the website however it was later said that you know Oh, they took it down as part of like regular like web maintenance or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, Uh, I don't believe whatever. But the Federal Casino Commission in Switzerland has initiated proceedings against Sauber due to the unlicensed status of stake, potentially resulting in a substantial fine. And it was reported to be somewhere between like 500 and 530,000 euros, which I'm like from your house. Yeah. From inside the house. <laughs> you didn't really consider you didn't really consider things, huh? Like <laughs> Yeah. So it's just like kind of crazy that, you know, like you said to your point, like there's certain not just in you know, Switzerland where they're based, but like when they actually go racing, they they mm-hmm. may not be able to use stake on their car. So they're gonna have some races where they just have kick, you know, yeah. and they're not gonna be able to use stake. So I uh, is the sponsor worth it in that case if you really have to like make that many like kind of adjustments to work with them? Like it's the only team that has to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, as if as if you yeah. know, it's 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 <laughs> as if Stake was like this thing that um like we gotta we gotta fight for this name. This name is so good. Right. This name is so good. No, guys, we're like, wait, you can you can just call it Sober. We'd be cool with that. We basically 
call it sober. So, right. you know, just let it off a Romeo was fine too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you overcomplicate things sometimes. They're trying to make fetch happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. I mean, I will say though, about all the yeah. people on the team, I feel like BB is holding it down because he's the one having the most fun yeah. of everybody. His mullet looks amazing. He looks amazing in the green race suit, which I find, I think the suits are also ugly, but he rocks it well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's doing all the social media promo. Like, like you know, he's just like, he's enjoying it. Because he's like, yeah. this shit's not serious. Like, <laughs> I'm surrounded by unserious people. So I'm going to, I'm going to at least enjoy myself. So There was a yeah. one picture that really gave off like yeah. disappointing, <laughs> disappointed dad vibes. Or it was yeah. Joe and, Va- and VB sitting next to each other. Yeah. And VB was just like. hand to to his temple you know just like looking with a gaze that was like what is this yeah then then you saw the 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 content and everything and it was like he's a pro he's a pro you turn it on when you need Mm -hmm. to and then yeah so good good for him but everybody else i'm just like get it together like get the paperwork filed that you need filed like at the very least like you got one job this is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Why did you even change your name if you're going to have any issue with it? I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, every just... other week, they've got to take that damn sticker off the car. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Zach Brown no, would never. I'm just saying, Zach Brown. <laughs> would never. <laughs> like, would never. Get like him, okay? Like, if you're going to put sponsors on the car, make sure you can use them every single place you go. Like, seems basic, but, you know, sometimes you got to remind people. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Brown looks at them like amateurs. Mm, poor shames, yeah. These amateurs. Oh my god. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. is gonna run out of space in that car. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to save weight and they're like actually literally weighed down by like the amount of decals that they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, was a fast talk, car. Yeah. Can we not include like in the in the rule book like a amount of weight that is mandatory for paint? Like that, that's the vibe. Like I believe that the major the major influence on not having paint is weight. Mm-hmm. So we have carbon fiber, so light. Yeah. But honestly, you see pictures, throwback pictures of the grid and all these colors and everything. I almost wish that they would just enforce color in the grid. Yeah. And and, and that goes so together with branding. Like how much how much do we talk about Ferrari red? You know. Right. And and we haven't seen that livery, and I'm sure that livery is going to have red, and it's going to be you know, good. Or people but will revolt. I, yeah. <laughs> like I would love for, I and like, I would love for us to think about Williams blue. Like we do think about McLaren orange. Like I wish yeah. they were, they were they leaned into color more. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like. I feel like at the beginning of the regulation period, I do remember everybody kind of had their cars painted and then slowly mm-hmm. throughout the season, they would start to kind of like, you know, remove stuff and to save weight, like over time, save weight. So I, I, I don't mind that, but I think starting out with no paint. I see what you're saying. 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 Like, I think, I don't know. I just feel like, let's just bring the fun back. And like, I need, I need, yeah, we need some good, some good vibes. And and I don't feel like we get that right now, but I get it. Everybody's trying to, everybody's trying to improve their performance and everybody's trying to maximize where they can, but it does feel a little bit like a letdown to see everybody's hyping up these car launches and they pull off the the towel or the sheet or whatever. And it's like <laughs> some fucking carbon fiber with a little bit of green. I'm like, this is nothing, you know? <laughs> Hope you were hungry for nothing. <laughs> like, I'm like... <laughs> Thanks for waiting. Thanks for waiting for a week. Here you go. Nothing. Like, oh, 
when you go to those like high end restaurants and you're like, oh yeah, I'll have like a steak and you get it and it's like this big Where's in the middle the of, the of the it, steak, <laughs> like a little Where's... sauce. <laughs> <laughs> sir, you forgot the other half of my steak. Right. <laughs> Can I have the other seven ounces of my steak? <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I feel. So it's uh, no pun intended. With yeah. Steak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So I, speaking of being disappointed, I, the more these team principals are launching cars, the more you're just kind of getting the the bar, the expectations. They're like, please expect nothing. Um, so last week it was Komatsu from um, Haas saying basically that they're aiming for eighth. This week it's, it's Alpine saying, listen, <laughs> we changed everything on the car. We don't really know um you know, uh, we don't really expect that we're going to do amazing out of the box. If um, the reports are correct, they said basically the only thing that they've kept from the previous concept was the steering wheel. So everything's brand new, blank slate. They have no real like idea of like, you know, how this car is going to perform. But I do think it's just like kind of funny, like ahead of again, you get all these like launches, this excitement, and then you get these like halfway paint jobs and then on top of that yeah. team principals are like and by the way don't expect us to do anything performance wise this season to be competitive yeah. yikes for you guys <laughs> big yikes yeah <laughs> you so. like to look at the car do you like to look at the car because that's, that's what we need you to do just look at the car the car isn't yeah. gonna be finishing in first place so like i hope you like the car right i uh, what do you I think was, I, i'm gonna make a really i'm gonna make a really bad joke but okay. first, I want to re- read the quote that you added to it, because I think it's a very good quote yeah. from team principal Bruno Famine. Um, by the way, do you think this season is going to be feast or famine? Anyways, a good 2024 <laughs> season will be first to see good improvement in the way we work all together at the factory. And this is what this is the next thing is why I'm reading the quote, because I thought right. it was very interesting uh, to be able to measure creativity, to extract more from our talented people in Endstone. If we can do that. We'll be able to develop, develop our car. I really, I, I was caught off guard with measure creativity because mm-hmm. I think that's a very novel <clears throat> way to talk about uh, your team. Right. Like gauging creativity is kind of like I, I like that because the message, the message makes me think we are very invested in our team and we want to make sure that everything inside is is good before we expect any sort of performance or anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was encouraged by, by his message. Um, but I'm going to be saying feast or famine season for Alpine so many times because his yeah. last name is Famine. And I'm sure that it's not famine, like famine, but like it's written that way. And like, that's what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy that we got that hyped up announce of uh, car reveal. And then it's like, but wait, <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to perform. Yeah. I, mean, I don't expect performance. <laughs> the Alpine situation is, you know, it kind of makes a little bit of sense that they're all, mm-hmm. he's kind of saying like, you know, we're just going to see how well we work together because right now they're going through a huge transition, transitional period themselves. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been leaving. A lot yep. of people are very unhappy on the team. I believe Pierre and Esteban have both kind of expressed like, you know, they're not, they're ready to leave. They, you know, somebody offered them, they would happily pack up and uh, go. I'm sure if Esteban gets that Mercedes call. Right. He's like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. So yeah. it's behind the scenes. Obviously, they have a lot of changes and a lot of stuff that's going on that's kind of contributing to the fact that like they maybe haven't been working well together. Then, of course, you have this new car, this new concept that they're, you know, hoping will be able to be something that they can develop and bring performance like over time. So 
Yeah, to me, I just, I read that as just like, yeah, we're hoping just to even be able to like come together and like work together. Yeah. You know, let alone having a, a, a well-performing car. So he, they're saying, you know, they want to develop it over the season. I'm saying maybe we don't get that. Maybe we're just underwhelmed all year from them, essentially, because it doesn't seem like they're that confident. <laughs> you know what? I would love, I would love for the people that are watching and listening yeah. to let us know how much faith they have in Alpine being able to develop <clears throat> during this yeah. season. Because I, I don't have that much. I don't, I don't remember right now, but when a team says that we're going to develop throughout the year, I, I I like to look at like how much of a track record that team has at developing. Yeah, I think uh, a quick example is McLaren last year. Like if McLaren says we're going to develop a car after what they did last year, I believe that because that's what they did last year. They had a they had a bad car and they developed it during the year and right. it turned out to be a, almost a race winning car. Um, so yeah, that that side of it will be interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, another example is Aston Martin did the opposite. They started really well and couldn't develop a car. Um, so this team has so much, I would say, turnover from last year. Mm-hmm. So many different people have left from key roles that it, it, it's, it makes me think that's too many things, too many spinning plates to be able to put out that all together and develop a car. Mm-hmm. So I think this year is going to be rough for Alpine. If it's not, yeah. great, but like... It seems too many variables are are up in the air for them to be able to come together and and build right. a race winning car. Um, speaking of, we got a little bit of a future racetrack update. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. I don't know when because all these episodes are becoming a blur. Um, but we talked about Recently, the Chicago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Chicago GP. We talked about very recently how it might be on the calendar. All we said last time was the the different names that they were considering. Mm-hmm. And I remember that your your opinion was that you were and a Chicago race would be exciting compared to Vegas, compared to Miami. Um I said I said that they will not focus at all on the racing and that they will only focus on like having a, a fancy like race that looks good, not a race that is competitive. They recently came out with comments that they're actually doing the opposite. Do they listen to our podcast? I think so. They should just come out. Spies everywhere. They're they're listening. Ops everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Um, It's pretty encouraging to hear them say that they're going to actually put work into making it an exciting race. Yeah. Um, Question number one to you. Do you believe them? Um... I mean, yeah, if the race organizers, so if it's, if, if what's being reported is true, if the race organizers are trying to prioritize essentially the actual race over the spectacle, um, then I do believe that I still feel a little, you know, let down that it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, street circuit. I would like another Coda esque track for us, uh, especially because this is coming off news that Coda's contract uh, goes up in 2026. So I, I had no idea. Yeah. I um, had no idea. So 2026. Oh. So this could potentially, I mean, obviously we don't know, but this yeah. is potentially. So Coda being a purpose-built track and being the legendary track that it is getting replaced by a, you yes. know, a street circuit. The third one um, is, you know, a little bit disappointing, but 
the um, I will read, it says sources reveal that the planned Chicago Grand Prix will be, quote, European-esque and will combine elements of loved European tracks into the planned street track. The track will go around Soldier Field Stadium and consists of a general mix of low, medium, and high-speed corners, even though the organizers aim to prioritize the medium-speed ones to optimize overtaking opportunities. So it sounds, sounds really cool. delicious, but yeah. we'll see if like everything else they've been cooking up for us lately. I, I, uh, <laughs> I heard a lot about like the, because one thing that they said when they announced the GP, mm-hmm. they talked about like, we're doing it in June for ideal weather, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. And then I saw a lot of people that live in Chicago saying, "Are yeah, we've seen snow. <laughs> like, yeah, they like, were meant. Yeah, they were saying like April. April, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking, yeah April. No, right. And I'm it's like, April. yeah, it's kind of rainy. Yeah. Yeah, rainy that and cold. Would, that would be consistent with how they pick places because, you know, when they were like Vegas and, uh, you know, they didn't even think about it. It was Vegas in November. Vegas. Yeah, it's like, guys, just because it's a desert, <laughs> you know, climate doesn't mean that it stays hot and, you know, uh, arid yeah. all year. So, yeah, it's like, we'll see. I might be misremembering, but I thought I know that there's a track that had the same vibe where it was like picking parts from different tracks. I think it was Miami, but I'm not 100% sure. Not sure. Like an amalgamation of different uh, different aspects of different tracks. I think it was Miami, but not someone sure. correct me or and let me know. I, I'm 100% sure that there is one, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be excited for the Chicago Grand Prix. I love Chicago. Um and if they really focus on a race, then it would be really cool. I think that maybe the weather is going to be a little bit more of a factor than they think it's going to be. Right. Next up, as far as updates uh, go, we have the Silverstone extending their contract through 2034. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the George Russell Lando Norris Yes, FaceTime. I did. Hated it. Talk to me. No, I just hated it. There's nothing else to say. Ugh. I I actually question because <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. Do you think yeah. that was that was an actual call? No, because it gives the vibes that Lando that like Lando recorded it and George recorded it, and then they mm-hmm. just put it together. It it doesn't even seem that they were on a FaceTime call. Yeah, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think they were on an actual call together. But yeah, it was just weird. Poorly executed, like, you know, it's not yeah. because of Lando and George. It's just because the no, no, execution exactly. was like zero out of 10. So hated it. Like, if that's how you're going to announce a 10-year contract extension, like, damn. They're, they're like, get us get us the UK kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, Put them and we're good. <laughs> glad you guys are so excited about it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was not, it was not great. So, um, I, I tweeted this out, but I've heard Nyasha and Tandy say this a lot. Mm-hmm. Silverstone has gotten super pricey yeah. in the last few years. And the average fan, average meaning uh, economically, not average in any other way, but the average fan like can't pay for t- for those tickets because they're too overpriced. Yeah. So hopefully in these 10 years, and I, I mean that, hopefully they'll address that. But I think that's a, that's a systematic issue in Formula One. I think all races have been going into exorbitant prices. Yeah. It's getting pricey. It's getting expensive. It is getting expensive. Yeah. Um, so the next thing that I thought was kind of fun from this week that we learned, because we always complain about sprint races. I hate Us? them. No, we're huge another proponents. Th- add another thing that I hate. Uh, but we are maybe getting some tweaks. So basically, we uh, from this past week, there was the F1 commission meeting where they agreed on a few changes to the sprint race 
format and the weekend. So um, the first thing is that they are going to increase the power unit allocation to four per driver for the 2024 and 2025 seasons from three. Which but when did they switch it to three? This year. So there's <laughs> that. Um, DRS activation for the race will be anticipated to one lap as opposed to two laps after That's the start cool. of the race or the restart following a safety car. That's cool. Um, the other thing that could be kind of interesting that there's, sh- there's discussions about is that they are introducing a second park ferme, which would be one from the shootout to the sprint period and one from qualifying to the race. So basically they'd be able to actually set their cars up for the sprint and then set their cars up again for the Grand Prix. And um, the format would be Friday FP1 and sprint quali, Saturday sprint and GP quali, and then Sunday would be the Grand Prix. So I still feel a little, what do you think? Answer number one, remove sprints. Yeah. Answer number two, this is better. <laughs> um, I think this is better. I, I, no, the one thing that I, the one thing that I really like is two mm-hmm. park firms. Yeah. That's one thing. That's yeah. the one thing that of all those changes, I think that's the one that I like the most. It even kind of, so, so let's, Think about Saturday, sprint and GP quality. You could you could almost have a driver do that with two different car setups completely. Like I set up my car for the sprint, but then I set up my car differently for the quality. It'd be interesting to see how much a car changes and like how different it would like how different of a performance would it be if I kill the sprint. Like, does that necessarily mean that I'm definitely going to get a great quality or? Do I depend more on how my team sets up the car? Because now I'm depending on my team to set up the car how I need it for the sprint and how I need it for the quality. Mm-hmm. So the two-part firm is I I really like. Yeah. What about what about the um, tracks that they have for the sprint? Um, you, yeah. What's up? Do we need two sprints in the U.S.? Okay, so the sprints yeah. basically are going to be held in Brazil, Austria, Qatar. In the U.S., we have Miami and Austin and then China. So in the U.S., um, I I don't mind Coda. Yeah. I love the, I, I do like Coda a lot. Uh, Miami just is so dull to me. I don't remember any of the races. I'm not going to lie. Literally. Maybe the sprint will help. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't, I don't really have thoughts on yeah. really too much like to try. I guess I like that they're a bit wider so there should be more overtaking or can be more overtaking during the sprint but other than that i just i don't know i'm just not super enthused in general about oh, yeah enthused yeah this is why you, this is why oh my god this is why but i do like what i do like regardless of the track what i do like is that the drs will be activated sooner so there's just like less chance that you know big gaps will you know develop really develop quickly, yeah. and so hopefully we'll get overtaking a lot sooner that to me just sounds a lot more exciting and potentially can, you know, really influence like what kind of results that we're getting. Other than that, I don't know. I just, but I do like the tweaks. I do like the tweaks. Maybe next step is next step. They'll listen to us more and just remove sprints. Yeah, maybe. Um, But so (laughs) these are all basically ideas that are um, pending approval at the motorsport. World Motorsport Council and that meeting will take place on February 28th. So I guess we'll kind of know more about which things will move forward and yeah. hopefully all of them, but yeah. Hopefully watch them not do them. Yeah. Um, so the next topic that we have 
some things are some things are cooking up in the FIA. Mm-hmm. So they they FIA lost two more key senior staff members, and we are approaching the Concord Agreement negotiations. Um, so the FIA said to be internally restructuring, saying that they are undergoing a large scale transformation over the past 12 months mm-hmm. and that they have created 10 new departments restructuring the Federation to be more fit for purpose for the future. I don't have too many. I'll throw it to you real quick because I don't have too many comments other than we in these last like six episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. There has been so much turnover, whether it's from the FIA or whether right. it's from one team to another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really just interesting to me why that is going on. Um, and it's definitely something that we need to keep track of. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the Concord Agreements live because we've never been through that. We've only talked like read about when the Concord Agreements happened. So it's going to be interesting to see how those negotiations go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Any any thoughts? Any other thoughts on the uh, FI and that topic? I mean, it's interesting. This is, I mean, what third, fourth, like person personnel. I mean, there's yes. two people that left. So um, you have head of commercial legal affairs Edward Floyd, and then you have governance and regulatory director Pierre Ketterer. And I mean, those two people are both said to be really key, like in terms of like the negotiations for the Concord Agreement, which is basically the governance for, uh, you know, Formula One. So as we go into that new period in 2026, we're supposed to be seeing, you know, brand new agreement be be created. So to me, I'm just like that. Those are two big people that to lose ahead of that. Obviously, I'm sure they can replace them and, and will replace them. But it just says to me that they're you know, FIA saying they're restructuring. It's just interesting that a lot of people are planning on moving on. And I think when you start to see, you know, we had, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, you have sporting director, Steve Nielsen and technical director, Tim Goss, who also both left in last year. Like it's just a lot of key personnel yep. in one small span of time. So I always look at that and I'm like, what's actually going on? Like, you know, company culture wise, like are people just not happy? Are people ready to just move on? I mean, obviously it's easy to say I want a new challenge, but I don't know. It seems like a pretty, pretty the people, the people, yeah. the people that worked on the Concord agreement, it, it gives the vibe that everybody hates them. Hates what? like, I don't, I, that Concord agreement must be like drafting it and creating it, it. It gives the vibes that it's the worst job you can have. Cause like everybody since it's money and it's so many different people's money, mm-hmm. it's so difficult to get like them to agree on something. I know that I saw a lot and re- I read a lot of like Total Wolf had issues with with the Concord agreements when they were being uh, drafted last time. Christian Horner had a lot of issues. And now there's even more money at stake, which means more people will be dumbasses about it, which means... I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of tension with the with those agreements this time because I believe this is the first time that there's agreements post drive to survive. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you also just have the overall conflict between FOM and FIA. So I feel like that is has been continually like kind of bubbling over. That relationship seems quite severed. So yeah. you know, trying to go to a trying to negotiate under those kind of like conditions is probably going to be a little bit of a 
of a nightmare, as you said. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like these type of people in these positions are used to dealing with nightmares situated. Like you yeah. wouldn't be there if you couldn't handle that type of thing. I don't, but I'm thinking more like, is there something else happening in the culture of the FIA that's causing people to mm-hmm. leave? Um, that has nothing to do with like their day-to-day duties or whatever. So I, my money's on Ben being an asshole. Um, There's but, dossiers on yeah. all of them people. Yeah. So difficult to work with probably. So Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the next thing we had uh, was about Alex Albon. So last week, Peter Windsor kind of came out and said that, you know, his birdies were telling him that Alex was, you know, up for a long term contract with Red Bull. Everybody has been like, you know, don't go back, you know, don't do it, Alex. keep your look forward. Alex, don't go back. Don't but we got a little bit of a little bit more of like a I want to say confirmation, but there's been some steam kind of uh, added to the story. Um, essentially, there is, you know, was speculation that Red Bull offered Albon a multi-year contract from 2025. Those are believed to be inaccurate. Autosport has learned that Albon's former team is looking to secure a first option on the 27-year-old services. If Albon agrees, it means Red Bull has a choice to bring him back into the fold for three years starting in 2026 after his current Williams deal runs out. So. I'm going to say he, it. Yeah. Don't go back, Alex. Yeah. Really brave of me to say. <laughs> really brave of me to say. Yeah. Come on. We all remember how that went. We've read about it. We saw the high performance podcast where Alex talked about it. Like, don't go back to your toxic ex, Alex. Yeah. There's nothing for you there. <laughs> they're not gonna put him, they're not gonna make him a priority over Max. So like yeah. he's literally accepting going back to Rebel to be a second driver after all that happened. I would hate that for him. Right. I think Williams re revitalized his image after Red Bull mm, crapped on it. And I think that I don't th- I don't see the culture of Red Bull. I don't see the people at Red Bull and think Alex would be good there. Whereas you see Alex and James Vowles, for example, mm-hmm. which I understand you can't stay in Williams forever because I don't know how much of a possibility Williams has to win races next year or the year after that. Um, but I see Vowles and Albon, and I think that's a really good pairing mm-hmm. as far as team principal and driver goes. And I think Christian Horner and Albon, tentatively, and I think, nah, no way. Like, yeah. there's no way. I wouldn't go back. Oh, please don't. I get it, though, because, you know, you're... Cargo fast. You know, well, not just that, but it's the job security. I mean, you know, if the company mm. is telling you with that much money, so, you know, you also have to think they're going to offer him something lucrative to get him there. And then they do have a fast car. Even though you're not going to be the priority, you might still be able to win some races. You know, you'll be able to like, you know, kind of have a, a good time, hopefully. But yeah. I think it's also just to do job security. He's 27 now. He'll be what, 30, right? Like mm-hmm. closer. Uh, when his contract is up, and this is about the time where they start to kind of, yeah, you're absolutely you know, right. decline in performance and or, you know, start to look for other opportunities. So I don't know. I think that's very like, I wouldn't go back, but I also, I get, I get it. You, like, could, you couldn't blame him if he does, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I would blame him if he does, but uh, I, could, <laughs> I could understand the rationality. I can, I just don't want I him hate to your do reasoning, it. But I get your reason. It's like, I get it, but I don't get it. Cause you know, be just just believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the world is your oyster, you know, like don't spin the block on that. Cause they're crazy. Like they're crazy. And like, you see what they have going on now and you just kind of like, I wouldn't 
I personally wouldn't want to be part of that. So, um, yeah. Maybe he drives the, maybe he drives Lily's golf cart. Yeah. Do that for a year. I would, I feel like being her caddy would be so much more fulfilling. Delightful. Yeah. Just delightful. (laughs) But yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I, now that it's picking up steam, it's like, okay. I can see the writing on the wall. I just hope that he values himself. <laughs> Love yourself. <laughs> Love yourself, Alex. Please. Positive affirmations every day in Please. front of the mirror. This you are not the yeah. problem. They are. You yeah. are not the problem. They are. Okay, yeah. Alex? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Pass on It's that. been, uh, moving on to our next one. It's been an interesting uh, week for, as Chris aptly named him, Mr. Turtleneck. Um, <laughs> I, we don't get the chance to see someone go through the grieving process live as much. Yeah. Don't us but go this, through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, spiraling is the word you chose and the word yeah. is perfect for it. Yeah. Because he cannot keep his mouth shut and everything that he's said so far has been the worst. It makes me so angry. Yeah. And also, we need to prepare ourselves. Oh, the season. Because next season's oh going to be the worst. The season's going to suck. Like, like, you and I, and you are hella creative. You and I do not have the creativity to come up with the ways that they're going to make Lewis's season hell. Like, because if the things they're talking... Who knows? Maybe he leaves the grieving process before the season ends. I mean, before the season starts. But it, yeah. the way it's looking like, it's looking like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, he, needs to, he needs to get off the internet. He needs to <sighs> not be in front of microphones anymore. Um, I'm just before... Uh, I need your opinion on this and I need you to... I need you to give me which one is because there's so many things that he said, Tasha. There's so many things. I think he alluded to Hamilton doesn't. Oh, I actually remember. He said, he said, he said, at the end of the day, Mercedes is going to have more championships, but Lewis doesn't care about that. That's my highlight. That is my highlight of you need to shut up now. Do you have a highlight? No, you need to stop. I just, the whole week, I mean, honestly, it's just been like, it actually has just been annoying. Like, regardless of what he says, because he's going to say what he wants to say or, you know, whatever he thinks kind of, you know, protects the Mercedes image. Like, you know, this is a new opportunity for us. We can start fresh. Like, this is, you know, like trying to spin it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like he didn't just fumble the biggest bag of of the fucking century. Um, But it's like, okay. Even still, like Lewis has said all of two things, maybe. Uh, Ferrari put out a tweet mm-hmm. and Toto has just been running his mouth left, right and center. And if that's just the more for me is just like, why are you talking so much? Like if you're processing it, that's fine. But that's what journals are for. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's what, like a, <laughs> that's what a therapist is for. Like, why are you doing this publicly? Because it just looks bad. Like looks you terrible. again... You we, you told us, you know, that our priority was to get Lewis's his eighth, right? Like, this is words out of his own mouth that now I don't feel confident. And a lot of fans also don't feel confident that they're going to prioritize him in this season. Or, no, you know, there's like... There's no way. There's no way. 
and obviously that makes sense. He's leaving. So there's certain meetings and stuff he's going to be kept out of. Like there's certain, he's just going to be kept out of the loop a lot. So just knowing that this transitional period transition out for him, um, they're not going to be really able to prioritize him. So it's like, great. Now we're in for the third season in a row of. But now it's it's on purpose and in the open. Right. (laughs) So I don't know. I just like overall, I'm like, Toto, just stop fucking talking. The thing with George, like, you know, again, he's got to put his money on who's staying on with the team. He's saying that George, he thinks will be like a great leader. Uh, I don't agree with that personally, because I feel like George is very like self-centered. I think leaders, Mm -hmm. you know, think about the whole team. I think George thinks about himself. I've always thought that he's in some aspects, very mature, um, but in some aspects, just very like impatient. And I think that impatient impatience uh, manifests itself in the way his race craft. So when you see him like, you know, making these unforced errors, hitting walls for no, no reason, running Lewis off of, of track and like, you know, quality and stuff like that. It's just like stuff that doesn't need to happen. And like, I feel like if you were really confident in what you could do and you were confident in your leadership, um, you don't need to be, you know, uh, overly excited about, about stuff, you know, like overly trying to lobby on the radio all, all the time. Like it's just not necessary. So I don't see him being a very, like, he's not like reading leader to me, Alex yeah. Albon. I think that's why I always kind of go back to him. Cause I'm just like, he's very quiet quietly confident in what he does and just like does what he needs to do to make the the team better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and then you contrast that with George who's coming into a team that like arguably is good, is really great. And he's completely flipped the dynamic, right? Like he's coming in with this energy, like he runs the place and it sounds like Mercedes kind of lets him believe that. Um, And look at what's happened. So for me, I'm just like, you can say all you want, about George. I hope he develops into a better driver and a better leader. I do. Cause I do think he's talented and I think they're yeah. all talent. I mean, honestly, truly like, I think they're all talented, but like, I start to just see this stuff and I'm like, if you're going to ever compare, fix your mouth to compare yourself to like Lewis Hamilton, you better make sure that you're even like half is able to stack up to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, he said, George said, uh, I don't have anything left in my career to prove or something like that. Like, what do you mean? You have one race win. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you only just got maybe it. That's his, maybe that's his goal, I guess. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just like, so it's stuff like that. I'm like, how do you, how could you ever say that you have nothing left to prove in your career? You have a whole entire career ahead of you. Meanwhile, Lewis has seven and he's still like, I got stuff to prove. Here. I'm hungry. So like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I get. I'm like, I don't, if you just want to say in, in isolation, George is good. Great. Mm-hmm. But when you start comparing him to people who are actually great, then I'm just going to be like, no, that's not true. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be a hater, but I'm just saying like, that's the truth. That's, that's literally it. So anyway, I feel like Toto just needs to kind of like shut up because I don't think it's a good look to be trashing the guy that's leaving your team who helped your team achieve the success that, you know what I'm saying? Like you guys all achieve this together. I think it's just not a good look to to yeah, end on this kind of a note. Yeah. Like historic together. Yeah. There's no reason to like. Yeah. Um, I really liked that mm-hmm. you said that George is impatient. Because yeah. I think that is one of his biggest, I don't, I was not flaw like I'm trying to hate, but like that is one of the things that he needs to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he was in Williams one more year than he had to be. Right. And it's like, and it's like that attitude is what <laughs> translates into, I get to Mercedes yeah. and just like you said, I'm the guy. Right. I run this shit. Forget that the goat is next to me. I run this. 
Man. And I'm going to be on the radio yapping it up. Oh my God, yapping it up. <laughs> are you sure we need to? Are you sure we can do this? Da, 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 right. da, da. And it's like, and it's it's really a reason why I didn't feel super 100% confident saying that Charles Leclerc is going to learn from Lewis because mm-hmm. I really thought that George Russell was going to learn from Lewis. Right. And I don't think he did. I, I'm not there. So I'm sure he learned some things, but it doesn't feel like he has that respect and it was it was so easy, Tasha. Just be his fucking teammate for mm-hmm. what three, four years. Learn from him. Become that guy. Like it was such an easy path for him, and he he just can't handle that. It's not happening right now. Yeah, and also compete. Like I don't think anybody's saying that you know these guys who are Lewis's teammates need to like roll over for him and like get out Absolutely of the way not. or you know whatever. Like I want to see them compete. You know what I mean? Like, but we've seen George try to compete with Lewis, and it doesn't happen like you know what i'm saying like this is a one side of beef that is just like (laughs) plays out like exactly like that where it's sort of like you know you're trying so hard to um show that you're better than this person who doesn't have anything to prove genuinely and you're falling short and it's not because you're not talented it's because you're focused on the wrong thing like you're not focused on getting better you're focused on beating somebody else and i think that mentality is like it's like a subtle right subtle thing but Mm -hmm. like it's definitely like uh what contributes to george kind of looking the way that he looks like very like petulant so um yeah words today have been so good thanks he 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 literally a good word yeah um i think george russell would be a good leader if it's written in stone that he is number one and he is winning races. That's yeah. the only way. So I don't really mean that he'd be a good leader. I'm just saying he's the type of person that would only be able to lead if everybody knows that he's a leader. And that's right. not a leader. Like, that's just, that's just not. That's not inspiring. <laughs> that's not anything. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he develops. Uh, he's from the same time as Lando and Leclerc, so that is accurate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see what this, what happens with the team. Yeah. I think Mercedes's other issue is... Uh, just the the amount of like brain drain really that's mm-hmm. happening lots of engineers are leaving and even before lewis like this uh you know people left to go to red bull just different teams that are ready for different challenges or new challenges yeah. or however you want to say but i think this period for mercedes is kind of like critical because you know we we hear like you know there's kimmy antonelli in the pipeline there's rumors that you know they want to try to get you know somebody strong in the seat for now but i'm like is the car gonna be strong you know what i'm saying is the (laughs) team dynamic yeah so i feel like that's kind of for me like that's the biggest concern that i think mercedes has at the moment is you lose somebody like lewis who is you know has been there for over a decade all the engineers that have been there love him you know uh they have a great dynamic working relationship. Mm-hmm. And then all these people leave, you're basically starting from like scratch. You know, they're going to basically be like an Alpine, you know what I'm saying? Like just Honestly, everybody I, yeah. new and starting from, you know, really like a blank slate. So I just, I'm looking out for that in terms of the team. That's why I'm also like, I wish Toto would shut the fuck up because I just like, I feel like you have bigger things to worry about. Like currently, you know what I mean? Like I really do think you have bigger fish to fry and I think you should fry them in silence you know what i'm saying like don't say anything else for the rest of the season like you're good check this out tasha check this out yeah you know who should be fried in public oh no please (laughs) 
Christian Horner's job is in jeopardy. We. Yes, 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 Tasha. Yes, I did that shit. Um, we've been, we've seen, we've seen, but if, if you, in case you missed it, uh, earlier this week, it was reported that Christian Horner was the subject of an internal investigation by Red Bull. Mm-hmm following allegations of inappropriate slash controlling behavior. And it has been, I'm going to say somewhat, not 100%, but it has been somewhat confirmed that it is a female colleague. Shocker. Oh my God, I'm so shocked. So, assholes be assholes. Um, And then we saw, we talked about, no, we haven't talked about it. But yeah, he was asked to resign voluntarily Mm -hmm. and refused. Um. Any before, I want to talk about the fact that they they have a dossier, right? Mm-hmm. And if I have a dossier of things that you've done, why would I have to meet for eight hours to discuss it and then not reach a conclusion? Because if there's a dossier, then maybe you should already not be in that job. If there's right. a list of things that I can pull up of things that you've done that doesn't merit an eight-hour investigation, that merit that merits you out of job. How, how do you feel about how this has been reported and the little information that we've gotten so far? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I feel so when we kind of learned about this at the start of the week, like, I definitely felt very, like, down about the news. Like, even though it's Christian Horner, I just still feel like this is so fucking disappointing. Like, the sport is making strides to, you know, make women feel included, to, you know, show that we respect Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, that we work with, whatever, you know, through different initiatives and stuff like that. And so to see something like this, it's not like necessarily shocking, but it is just very disappointing. And it kind of like weighs on you, Uh, especially like I get, like I said earlier, like the high of, you know, Lewis going to Ferrari and like the crowd goes wild and everybody's like, we're celebrating. And then you kind of get like slammed back to earth with something like this, because this is very real and very like serious. uh, And like I said, very disappointing. So I think I appreciate the kind of like uh, reporting on it, just like very like slow, because obviously in Formula One, everything is very sensationalized. Everything, yeah. you know, we're getting, we're learning stuff before it's actually um, verified. So in this instance, I think it is important that everything kind of plays out how it plays out in the time frame that it needs to play out in. I personally feel like the man should have been suspended during this investigation. I don't understand why he still is able to be in his position. So I think even from that standpoint, Christian Horner is very privileged a very privileged person. And I think even the claim of, you know, like a subordinate saying, you know, I was, you know, uh, or I was like the subject of like kind of uh, controlling or like maybe like abusive behavior. Mm -hmm. Like it just kind of like, and then you see that person still be able to like hold a position. Like that's just, that's straight up privilege uh, right there. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I just, as we learn more, I think I'll, I'll be able to kind of like articulate a little bit more like what I'm thinking overall, but I just feel like right now I am glad that there's, it's like a little bit of slowness to it because we don't need to be jumping to conclusions, even though 
I feel like Christian Horner is somebody you probably could jump to a conclusion and like did that shit probably land exactly yeah so did, did that shit yeah um I I I hated that y- y- your point fan- like it's fantastic and to to talk about like how this hurts is you get the news for F1 Academy mm. and their super license points and how that's going that's one step forward with regards to being more inclusive, with yeah. regards to women being more represented in the sport. But then you have this Christian Horner allegation and you're basically taking 10 steps back. Like right. what good is, what good are my super license points if I go into a sport where I'll be discriminated against or treated poorly? Right. Like, I don't want super license points. I don't want to be part of that. So I hate that it's, that I hate that it happened, obviously. I, I But like, it, I felt so deflated because it happened so close to the F1 Academy stuff mm-hmm. because our high was Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari, but like F1 Academy drivers high was we're going to get points now. And then yeah. it's like these allegations come out and it's like, you're welcoming like Susie Wolf is doing the most to make sure that, that these women are represented and are part of the sport. Mm-hmm. But when you have allegations like these, when you have, and it's, it's always men. Shocker, it's always men doing this shit. Like it's always men. So it's like Susie Wolf can do Susie Wolf can do can move mountains and it won't matter if this kind of shit still happens. Right. I yeah. very deflated. It's very deflating. It's very deflating. Yeah. I've read, I mean, so I'll say first, we don't know the tr- like full nature mm-hmm. of what's happening. I think a lot of people's mind immediately went to something like, you know, sexual assault or harassment, yeah. but we don't know. Um, they had said it was more like his management style, like an aggressive management style, which I did read, like, I'll just read real quick. Um, basically, the framework for that is controlling or coercive behavior as an intentional pattern of conduct in which perpetrators will use various means to hurt, humiliate, intimidate, exploit, isolate, and dominate their victims. Um, This could also include behaviors such as physical and sexual violence slash abuse, violent behavior, emotional or physical, excuse me, psychological abuse, controlling behaviors, restrictive behaviors, and threatening behaviors. And I say that because I've seen a few people who are, you know, a lot of people want to go to bat for Christian Horner because they're fans of Red Bull, which I think you know, we all got to kind of remove, uh, you know, that fan hat sometimes and like actually you, look you at the seriousness. You could be a fan of Red yeah. Bull and not a fan of this. Yeah. Like this is not, this is not something I would die on like a hill for. So, um, so anyway, a lot of people saw that, you know, that, you know, we're describing it as like this, like co you know, uh, controlling behavior or aggressive management style as like a way to like kind of exonerate Christian Horner. Like, see, he didn't do what you guys said that he, but when you look at the definition or when you look at what's included in this, like there's still potential for a lot of really nasty things that have occurred. And regardless of whether it's sexual nature or not, like going to work and being intimidated by your boss or anybody in a position that's like higher than you has so many like uh, you know, mental health, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Repercussions. Thank you. Uh, you know, it can really like deteriorate your mental health. So it's not, it's not like, oh, he didn't do this. Like you guys said, it's like, it's regardless of what it is, like it's serious enough that they brought in like, you know, independent barrister to like investigate and obviously have this eight hour meeting in London somewhere. Like they're, they're talking about, you know, wanting him out of his, out of his position. So it's, I don't think that there's anything in this, regardless of what the nature of it is that 
signifies that what did happen is something that like, you know, gets him out of this scenario. A lot of people are anticipating that he really will lose his job, whether he voluntarily steps down or he's fired. This to be seen, but we could potentially see him still because he's still in his, his role for like the car launch that's coming up, which is crazy and potentially through testing. So yeah, it's just very, I don't know. Like I, it's just nasty to me. So it's, it's nasty because yeah. like, he goes to the car launch, he does everything. And then we find out he did like what we think he did. Yeah. Like it's so unserious and so disgusting that the conclusion can be that he did that shit but we still let him go to the car launch right? and we still let him be in testing. And I'm not saying fire him because maybe he didn't do anything. Imagine maybe he did, but like suspend him during the investigation. Like if y'all think he did some shit, make him step aside while we figure out if he did that shit. I don't understand how you can let him be part of the team and the image <clears throat> so much while these investigations are going on. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. It yeah. And if you think not you, but if if person if, <laughs> if if anybody reads that it wasn't sexual, and you think oh, okay, it wasn't sexual, see, sexual is not the only way you can fuck harass someone. Like yeah. it's just like you said. If every day I go to my job and I'm being coerced or being or I just feel intimidated around my management, that is going to create permanent damage to you. Like that's going to create mm -hmm. so much harm. And it's like, maybe you can't leave the job because you need that job. Maybe the maybe he's got so much control that he can make it so you don't work anywhere else if you leave that job. Right. But like, just because it's, it, like, if it comes out that it wasn't sexual harassment, go back and listen to what Tasha read again. Like, there are many different forms of this. And we're not going to jump to conclusions, but any form of harassment, coercion, or, like, any form of it, It should be uh should not be accepted so if it's not sexual cool but he still did other things that are that are that should have repercussions and consequences for him mm -hmm. yeah <sighs> i like what uh james val said um mm -hmm. he was asked about it and it, i quote he said these allegations are allegations he told bloomberg Quote, I'm afraid I don't have any understanding of what is behind them and the significance of what has happened. But then he said, again, I quote, all I can say is that this should, this should never happen in our regard. We'll be entirely supportive in terms of fixing it and make sure we have a culture that is accepting of everyone. Those are powerful words. Mm -hmm. um, I like to think that I believe him because James Val seems like that person genuinely. Right. Um, It does feel like there is some of this in the system. Like, in, like there, there, ha there are systematic problems. Right. Like, not just in Red Bull being able to get away, uh, getting away with it. Like, I'm sure that other teams have, if not as big, smaller events like this. Just because when you have an environment that is so non-diverse, in this case, genders, because there are a lot of different people from different countries and different races. Like when you have just one gender, you don't know how to deal with the other gender correctly. The point of diversity is knowing how to interact with your, with different cultures and being able to integrate that. And right. if you actually don't have a representation for other cultures or other genders, you're most likely going to make a mistake 
I call it a mistake, but it's a huge mistake. Uh, and do and like have certain things in the system with the culture that aren't positive. So mm-hmm. this time it's Red Bull, but I'm sure that it is like the whole. It's the league wide. Um, I think the, that if we've reached the conclusion, Horner stays in the job, and it was like he yelled at someone or some shit. You still need to look into these things. They're, they're, yeah. it's, it's almost, they're almost talking in a way like, once we figure out what he did, that's the end of it. But it shouldn't be that way. The right. fact that we are, the, the fact that we have to sit down eight hours with Christian Horner to talk about the possibilities of, of this kind of behavior makes me think we need to have an eight hour chat with every team principal. I mean, Red Bull, the culture of Red Bull is on display every race weekend. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of people say, you know, oh, Marco's racist and da 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 da. Christian is just as racist. Like, let me just be so like honest and blunt. Like, he's just as racist. He's just as sexist. He said all kinds, he said so many things that you can like actually see the culture in public. So imagine like what's happening behind the scenes. Wow. Like a, a person like that who's that powerful within a team like Red Bull is always going to abuse that power. Like period. It's it's never a mistake. It's always going to be on purpose because you all, you know that if you have the the power to like affect somebody's life, you're going to always like, you're going to take that and you're going to run with this. So that's on purpose. And for me, I just feel like whatever the case is, I do think James makes a great point about taking accountability. I think his answer was amazing because he didn't just say no comment like Dr. Helmut Marco, who has also his own history on that team of saying some very, you know, disgusting things publicly. So um, yeah, account- accountability means a lot. And especially in the sport that always wants to kind of like, uh, you know, shirk responsibility you know especially christian horner christian christian is great at at if you know he's being accused of cheating oh well think about the mental health of my of my you know my colleagues which is ironic in retrospect uh that that's what he used but like you know he talked about them being bullied and he talked about them you know oh my god (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's just it's so having to deal with somebody like that like him who's if you've got a fight for your life, honestly, and you tell lies doing it and Christian Horner is your opponent, like you're going to lose every single time because this man is always trying to think about how he gets out of something by like diverting the attention to something else. And this time it's squarely on him. He can't wiggle his way out of it. Uh, I imagine he's trying very, very hard, but you know, he's, he's, this is not something that you can just like, you know, divert people's attention with some, you know, smart little you know one-off so i'm very happy that somebody like james vowels is at least being accountable and taking the opportunity to even though he doesn't know details at least say this is a systemic issue this is how we would handle it people need to be held accountable and i mean from what we know all we know that's i have to agree like that's all you can really say people need to be held accountable and we would do something we would do it entirely differently if this happened here at williams and yeah Using using your brain to actually engage in a conversation in a meaningful way. Who would have thought? And and he did it, you know. And he started with these are allegations, which is perfectly fine because they're just mm-hmm. allegations. But him yeah. having the courage to speak up as if if these weren't allegations, like and and that's 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 brave of him. I'll say. 
I've called Christian Horner an easy target. And I don't mean that as a joke. I think that none of us would be shocked if certain things come out about this. And it's because of what you said, like Christian Horner has done, has said out in the open so many things that he is an easy target for this kind of situation. It's, it, dude, talk about, talk about, think, talk about the reaction that people had towards Susie Wolf versus the reaction people are having with Christian Horner. Right. Like, it's so clear. It's so evident. The, the, the difference in treatment, the <laughs> difference in like how fast I'm ready to get rid of Susie and how right. slow I'm like, yo, Christian maybe didn't do anything. Christian, no, Christian might be innocent because I really like right. Max Verstappen. So Christian's definitely innocent because Max Verstappen, I'm a fan of Verstappen. So I got to say that Horner is, come on. What, like, yeah. what, do you, what has been like, who cares what I think? Like, what has been like <laughs> your perspective going through? Like, we went through the Susie Wolf thing. We covered it in depth. Now we're going through the Christian Horner thing. It's so much worse. But like, what are your thoughts on the difference in the reception of the two news or the two uh, things that came out? Or yeah. mm, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's night and day blatant. Like the difference, you know, Susie, it was like a Salem witch hunt, you know, like they were ready exactly. to dunk her in the, the lake. So, um, you know, Christian, obviously we need more details. Like, you know, it's like, I'm, I think he did that shit. I'm sorry. Like, I just, whatever they said he did, he did that. I don't mean that I'm sorry though. I just mean like, you know, know, sorry to be blunt, but I just do. Uh, Because character, character matters. That's why I said like, when, when you say something about Susie, it's like, okay, there's, I'm not saying there's no potential. You're right. That whatever they're saying she did, she was not capable of doing, but like her character is on display very publicly all the time. Like this does not seem like something she would do. What is the word? Precedent? Precedent? Precedence, yeah. Yeah. But if you tell me that Christian Horner behind the scenes is being an abusive asshole to his employees, well, I'm going to believe you because I see it every week in public. He's abusive to people, his own drivers. <laughs> he's abusive to drivers on rival teams, other team principals. Like, he's not very respectful. So I don't understand. I, I personally don't see a universe where something didn't happen and there's not yep. receipts to prove it. So, um I don't know. That's how I feel. Christian, I, I I know people want to feel some kind of way about him, like potentially not being there. I feel like good riddance, like the sport doesn't need people like him to be part of, you know, if we're talking about progressing and being welcoming and inclusive, like I'm not saying you can't be competitive, but like Susie Wolf said, you don't have to be an asshole to be, to be successful. So I do think that there needs to be some sort of balance between getting results and, and how you get them out of people. Like you don't need to be abusive. And I do think we're like well beyond that as an excuse and, and a pass for wealthy privileged people to treat employees however they want, because they're getting a, a specific result out of them. Like, I think we should just like dead that narrative and move on because this is, we're in a whole new era, you know, like yep. people don't need to be going to work and being abused over a car race. I know there's lots of money involved, but we're talking about car racing. Like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't think that that's some, a a fair way for anybody to be treated um, just to get results out of them. I think that's crazy reasoning. To add to that. Yeah. 
I would say that any team that has a Marco that gets a microphone and gets to talk is not going to, like, if there's a Marco, it's toxic. You cannot convince me that the culture is not toxic in Red Bull because Marco is kept around. And that thing is so vile that when he says something, Kristen Horner doesn't, uh, what am I trying to say? Kristen Horner defends him. Doesn't, doesn't say like, oh, he was racist and xenophobic and that's fucked up. Kristen Horner like doesn't acknowledge, I, the whole team doesn't acknowledge it right. that way. So if the whole team doesn't acknowledge it, they're basically not, I hate to say they're it, but dem- they're, they're, they're condoning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of complacent in, in, in this kind of behavior. Not kind of, right. they are complacent in this kind of behavior. So it's, I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Horner did X, Y, Z because the toxicity is so clear, so blatant, so in our faces. And I don't think any, I can't say that, I can't say that because I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't think that other teams would keep Marco around. I don't think that there, any other team has that level of toxicity. They, they would have a Marco running around, but Rebel does. And, and he's well-loved and he's re- respected by Max Verstappen, loves that man. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, you can't convince me that we're all cool here if there's a Marco in your, in your team and then a Christian Horner on top of that. So yeah. I'm with you. I think he did it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're all, I think they're all yeah. the same person. Marco just doesn't have a filter and Christian's talent is being slimy and slithering his way out of everything. So um, yeah, I don't, I think Marco is just the representation of the entire no ethos for the company um that they that he represents so i don't i don't necessarily think that his existence if he wasn't there that that yeah. same mindset wouldn't exist because i they condone it so um and amplify it when they give him space to talk and keep doing it and over keep talking and over so and i did think it was funny that he had no comment on this i will i will say and again the irony is that it said it spoke volumes um because that man loves around his mouth. So if he had nothing to say on this, you you got to know that things are not looking good. So. Let's just mention it because the narrative is around there somewhere mm. that Joss Verstappen and Marco just want Christian Horner out of the team. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, that's why it started in Dutch media and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't buy into that. I don't really, I, I just don't really care. Because like, if the conclusion is that Christian leaves because he did some shit, that's what's important to me. Mm. You know, what, whatever, whatever they're plotting, if they're plotting some sort of coup or, or they're trying to get like whoever to be the new team principal, I, I don't care. Like all I want is Christian to be removed if he did some shit and that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's so discouraging. It's a lot. Yeah. It's so discouraging. I mean, I will but say, I, it, go ahead. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, 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 I like, I, I like and appreciate how they've been covering it. Just like you said, I think it's being covered correctly, but I just can't to, to use one of your Tashaisms. The math isn't mathing when mm-hmm. you sit down with them for eight hours and you tell me you have a dossier, like you can't, you can't say those things and then tell me that he's going to be in the car launch. You can't say those things and then tell me he's going to be in testing. Like, so, so it's, so I'm conflicted because I like how they're uh, covering it, but I've already heard enough to think 
that person shouldn't be part of the sport. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I feel no, you. I mean, uh, I did read that they, you know, this is going to continue. They're potentially going to do it maybe like a second round or continue investigating. So I don't know what's, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Truly. I don't, I see the eight hour thing is, I mean, obviously he's just stating his, his case, you know? So I think like a deposition that length maybe isn't that troublesome. I just feel like maybe he's okay. just spent a lot of time. I don't know. That's just my, my yeah, uh, yeah. thought on it. But, um, you know, I agree though. He shouldn't be part of it. I think it is like a stain, no matter what the issue is. I think the fact that we're talking about like kind of an abuse of power situation at a team where they've won for the past three seasons, they have a, uh, this is their responsibility, right. To the sport as, as champions of the last three years to, be ambassadors of the sport. And is this really who you want as the current face of it? We're what, three, four weeks out from testing. The season's just around the corner about to start. This is probably one of the worst things that can happen. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, to look at this, like from a sporting perspective, because that should definitely be removed. But I think as faces of the sport, like this is the last person that you would want representing that, especially to a new audience that has been reached through the, the news from the week prior. So it is like, it is just very like disheartening for me. The past like year has been a lot, just like as a woman, I will say like, I've read so many like legal court documents of women who have been taking on very powerful men in different industries and reading what people are going through behind the scenes, uh, in so many, it's just so, it's just like soul crushing a little bit. And you know, that it happens in this industry as well. Like this is not immune from, you know, sexual abuse, violence, uh, harassment, assault. Like, I don't think any of this is is new to this space, but to see something on this level about to play out is just very disheartening, especially because you know how people will spin it. Uh, again, I hope the victim, whoever they are, is, is just like, just Thanks. well supported because, loved. you know, like it's people's opinion on stuff becomes just so nasty because they don't want to remove... Um, you know, like you said, like who they like from what the actual facts of the situation yeah. is. And so that you already kind of can feel that discourse starting to bubble. And yeah, I just feel like I wish that this wasn't what we had to spend our time talking about or thinking about because I wish people could just act right, you know, like go to work, be fucking normal at work and go home to your families and, you know, like not do this extra shit, like making people feel um, you know, abused or whatever. So I don't know. I'm just, I can't, I can't with this. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll yeah. keep track of what's happening. We will keep talking about it. Um, just yeah. like Tasha said, the most important thing I think is for the victim to be okay, to be loved, to be supported. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. All the opinions on social media, being a victim and seeing people defend the accuser is 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 a really difficult thing. Um, we, yeah, it's just, I think we've, I, and this is what I mean, that enough has happened already to merit him not being part of the sport. Right. Like, regardless of what comes out of this conclusion. Right. Um, any final thoughts on... Christian Horner. I don't I really no. didn't even want to ask you if you had final thoughts because <laughs> I feel like you really no 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 seriously you expressed everything and, and I feel like it's not a difficult topic because we approach difficult topics, but it's like it's so deflating to keep talking about it. We will 
Um, but hopefully this doesn't drag on too long and we actually get a conclusion to it. Yeah. Um, just to recap uh, quickly, you know, we just touched on the Christian Horner situation, talked about Total Wolf, Alex Albon possibly joining Red Bull, how the FIA has been re- losing staff and all the turnover that there's been in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, changes to the sprint weekend, future track updates, uh, and then all the situation with stake. We talked about the F1 Academy and, and like we said, man, like uh, you, you do something great for, for women in the sport and then you do this shit for women in the sport and it's, it's terrible. Remember when we talked about it and we laughed about Ferrari, about who knew about Lewis Hamilton? That was such a nice time when we were there. <laughs> um, but anything else that you think we, we missed or anything that you'd like to add just before we wrap up the episode? No, I mean, I think we talked about, I mean, this is all from like this past week. It's just been a lot it's, of, it's of news so much, yeah. because, you know, as I said, like we're really like around the corner from the season starting. So things are starting to bubble up. These car launches, there's like a few more left for next week that, you mm-hmm. know, Max kind of spoils the gonna surprise. Rebels is going to be the same one. Yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I'm look what else, what else there is to look forward to at uh, Mercedes. There's Aston. Um, yeah. Who else? Oh my gosh, McLaren's actually launching their car. Then you have, oh my God, what's the other team? Oh, why am I, my brain is like losing it now. No, I think, I think. Ferrari. Ferrari Thank you, still making the car because yeah. they, they, they put yeah. up their, yeah, the clothing. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So we still have like the big, the big hit is next week. Hopefully, hopefully have you some paint because that would be. <laughs> That'd be great. Be so nice. That'd see some great. color. There is a famine of great. color, honey. We need some, I need some fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, like come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, a, imagine the merch, all carbon fiber. It's just a shirt yeah. that looks like carbon fiber. I can't even. So anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, actually, I'll say this before we wrap up. Yeah. This week, we had National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Um, I saw a reel by Ash Vandalay, and she suggested some ways that you can give back. One of the ways was donating to the Women in Motorsports North America. That's W-I-M-N-A. You can go there to uh, any donations or to learn what they're doing to promote uh, more women in motorsport. Um, Also wanted to mention real quick that Mercedes became the first motorsport team to sign the Climate Pledge, Hmm. uh, which is pretty cool uh, to see. Hopefully, we're going to get more and more teams. Um, But most importantly, I'm kidding. It's not most importantly. I take that back immediately. Um, quick stop F1, the YouTube channel. Uh, first off, thank you so much to everybody who's been watching our videos, everyone who's been giving us, uh, messages, supporting everyone who's leaving comments in the YouTube. We see you. We appreciate you so much. (laughs) Um, Tasha, I don't want to speak for you, but just like, we were so taken aback by all the messages and all the support and all the love. We are super close to getting to 4K subscribers on the channel. And we would love to hit that number, uh, hopefully uh, by testing. So tell Mm -hmm. a friend to follow the channel, to subscribe. Remember to put the notifications on. Um, But really, thank you to everybody who's already messing with us, like already supporting. We love you. Thank you. Like, I know that I was like... I didn't even know how to reply to you people. You were so <laughs> nice. I didn't know. I don't know what to do with so much of it. But just know, I, I'm no. going to let you talk, Tasha, but just 
Thank you to everybody. Thank you so yeah. much. No, the love was absolutely felt. I can't, I also was in, I was like, oh, there is so many people right now. Uh <laughs> The people, I, my favorite comments, I will say, were ones from people who said that, you know, we've been watching all break and we've been just enjoying their content this entire time. Like, I just love that so much because, yeah. you know, Mario and I know that it's the off season. Not as many people are engaged currently in Formula One content. So we just wanted to keep going. We just wanted to like, you know, uh, just us for practice, <laughs> just Put to like, you know, Put like, yeah, in. just to keep yeah. going and especially keep the channel alive. Like we want to make sure that, these videos are showing up in your algorithms and your feeds, like, you know, Nasha and Tandy and Cameron and Tommy, like, you know, all the guests like that come on, like really deserve this like spotlight. And so, yeah, whatever we could do to just like keep the channel going and alive, that's what we, we did it. So, um, yeah, all the love and encouragement this weekend has really meant a lot, especially because I'm like, I didn't even know people were even still watching. I thought it was just us and like our little select little family that we had going over here. So yeah, it's really cool to learn, uh, that people were really enjoying it. So yeah, that's all I have to say. I really appreciate you all. Um, yes, like Mario said, we are like, 279 people away. So if you've been watching and loving our content and you have not subscribed, don't have to wait. It's free. No, you can do it right no, no. now. This is the time. So, this yeah. is the time. This is the time. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all from me. Is that all from you, Mario? No. No. Um, Tasha, <laughs> Tasha's been a huge part of why we've been recording every week. Sometimes yeah. I tell her I am down to take a break and she says, let's keep going. No. All the yeah. flowers <laughs> that you've been tossing her way, toss more at her. She is one of one oh, at everything thanks. I've seen her do. So whoever is like, you're not complimenting her enough. I'm kidding. You no, you're great. doing great. great. Thank you. Yeah. Great. But um, I just want to say uh, thank you to you, Tasha, oh, as we record. Thanks. I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. Thank you. And yeah, if you That's want, so take sweet. us away. Yeah. I appreciate you as well. Um, really love doing this with you. I mean, we've been doing this for less than a year. So the fact that, you know, we're still at it. Yes, we beat the odds, you know? We like, beat the odds. We beat the odds. <laughs> and then we have Chris, like, in the background, just yes. making everything, like, function and work. And, like, Dude. he hasn't taken a break once. Like, like, like that's one thing. That's like, our guy, yeah. Are- our videos are like, we put yeah. out all these videos and they're like, oh, y'all are pretty so much content. This man is editing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Every single video he touches. So yeah, it's like really thanks to him. And I mean, honestly, all of us, we just really oh, yeah. care so much about the product and what you guys are receiving. So, you know, yeah, can't can't really say thank you enough. I mean, it is genuine. Like, thank you so much for this. Um, but yes, with that being said... Enjoy the rest of your weekend or whenever you're listening to this podcast. And no matter what happens in life, keep it on the black stuff. Bye. Bye.